Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. We have a very special guest. We have with us Lynn Rivers, and she is a functional health and wellness expert who experienced a near-death experience many years ago, and it completely changed the course of her life. And now she was helping other people to take their health in their own hands and to learn how to advocate for themselves. So I cannot wait to interview her and find out what this near-death experience was like, because I'm always fascinated by those. So welcome to the show today, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here too. Um, I'm very, very much a believer in near-death experiences, and it just totally fascinates me. So before you get started telling us about yours, I'd just love to know just a little bit about you, and then what happened? How did you, how did this near-death experience come about for you? Yeah, so first off, like you said, I'm a functional health and wellness expert, and I do help people all around the world really take their health into their own hands and understand the root cause of all illness and how to get through it. And what set me on that path was actually, I started this life off with a couple of near-death experiences when I was a baby. And those were kind of the, the initiations of me moving into the world that I'm in now, because I grew up with a lot of chronic illness. I had asthma, pneumonia when I was one and three. I grew up with an alcoholic father. I had my entire family, the majority of them died before I was 15 years old. So I was constantly surrounded by sickness. And it carried into my 20s and 30s with endometriosis, hormonal issues, suicidal depression, um, more gut dysbiosis, a lot of different conditions. And so it, it really just cascaded into this big ball of different symptoms. And um, I would say about what, what, seven, no, 10 years ago, I had a first near-death experience as an adult. And I say adult because like I said, when I was a baby, I had those two, which really pushed me into a lot of fear as a child, actually. It created a lot of PTSD for me. And I do think though, that with the first two near-death experiences as a baby, it, it tapped me into my psychic potentials, my intuitive abilities. And I had psychic dreams ever since I was three years old. They just continued and got better and stronger. And there was something about those two that were really pivotal to my existence and who I was going to become, right? And so I, I don't like to pass on those because they were really, even though I could not remember them and explain them, they did create a version of me that I had to end up navigating later on in life. And we'll talk about the ones when I was older. So when I was in my twenties, I was really sick. My organs were shutting down. I didn't, I had a virus that attacked my liver and because I had been so unhealthy at the time and not aware of it, it was just shutting everything down. And I ended up with gallstones that backed into my, my bile ducts and they got stuck. And it was a, a really big situation. And at the same time, my partner was diagnosed with the same cancer that my mom died of when she was 40. And so we were both on the, the edge of the veil. And during that time, we were able to communicate telepathically. Like it was 
beyond anything I could have ever experienced. And that was before I actually slipped into a near-death experience. It was just being that close to the veil. We were able to tap into each other. And she actually did end up passing away not too soon after that. But in my experience, I had to <laughs> take care of myself. I had to choose myself in that moment because I couldn't take care of her and I didn't have anyone to help me. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. I'll figure everything out. And I got really sick to the point where I was laying in bed one day and I wanted water. I was like, I need water. And this, mind you, I was for three months had energy to maybe get out of bed and feed my dogs. Like I didn't have much more energy than that. And so I crawled to the kitchen, literally crawling and passing out along the way. It took me about 15 minutes to get to the kitchen to get water. And I eventually made it back to my bed. And at the time, my dogs were not allowed in the room. Uh, due to allergy issues. And I, I went back to my bed. I finally made it back and I'm laying there and my dogs come in and lay right beside me. They did not do that for years because they weren't allowed to, but that was a moment where I was like, something's, something's wrong. Something's off. Right. And sure enough, it took about 10 minutes of me just laying there where all of a sudden I felt this immense sense of peace come over me. The most peace I've ever felt in my entire life. It was just the most beautiful feeling that I could, you can't really describe it with words. It's just, I knew that everything was going to be okay. And during that time, the only fear that I had in life was if I die, who's going to know about my dogs? I lived alone. I didn't have family. I knew that my landlord wouldn't be around anytime soon. <laughs> so it was just a, a question of, if I die, who's going to take care of them? And all of a sudden that fear went out the window and I knew that they'd be fine, that I would, they would be taken care of somehow. And I let myself slip away. I, I was really just ready to go. And I felt that sense of it's okay to let go. I don't need to be here. And so I do, I slip away. And the next thing I know, there's just like this bright white light. I mean, we hear that time and time again, right? And it is, it's this bright light that you're suddenly just in and I'm feeling great. I'm just happy. I am free. I, I really have no thought process of what's happening, but then all of a sudden I have these two guides rush in and they come up to me. And one of the, the really beautiful things about this experience is that they were native American and I had always had a really deep connection to the Native American culture, and I couldn't understand why. Drums can take me into a trance really quickly. And I've been that way since I was a child, and I could never understand why. And when they came to me, I understood. They they showed me that I live the you know in Native American tribes for many of my lifetimes. And so that that clicked all of a sudden. But but they came to me and they said, You can't come, like you can't come yet. You need to go back and this is what you need to do. And they pinpointed exactly what I needed to do to take care of myself and, and get my body in check. And funny enough, it had something to do with what my partner at the time was trying to tell me to do. She kept telling me, this is what you need to do. And, and I had a big ego at the time. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that. I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. And sure enough, they come in and they said, this is exactly what you need to do. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. And so I, during this time, I, I want to like go into depth. Is that okay? Because there was a really beautiful experience that happened. I got to see earth from a distant perspective. And 
in this perspective, earth looked dingy. It looked dirty. It looked unhealthy. And I, there's other beings all of a sudden that are around me and I'm in a spaceship like container. And I couldn't make sense of that. I figured that out later on in another near death experience. But while I'm there, I, I see earth and I turn to these beings and I say, does that mean that I have to go back? And they say, yes, you have to go back. And I said, okay. And so they showed me why I'm here and that I have a lot to teach people surrounding health and wellness. And this is why I had the journey that I had, that I had to go through all these different forms of illness and chronic disease and mental health issues. And my whole family dying from cancer, diabetes, whatever they all died from. I had to do that because I was one of the people to uncover the root cause of illness and to share it. And little did I know that that was still going to take me many years later to figure out, <laughs> but th they showed me. And then after I said, do I have to go back? They said, yes, you have to go back. And then I'm back in my bed and I, I feel my body. And for once I have no pain, like I'm not in pain for, and I can actually like sit up and they told me, they're like, you're going to be able to do what you need to do, but you have to do this now. And so I get out of bed and I go and I literally start the process of what they told me. And I'm not going to go into detail about that because it's pretty grime. <laughs> but the, the bigger thing is I was literally flushing liver flukes, the parasites out of my body that were like an inch and a half long. Wow. And so because it was shutting down, it was just perfect environment for parasites to thrive. And so it took about five months for me to really get my body back to a a good level of feeling like I could move around in life again. And then not even, I want to say two years later, I had another near death experience, wow. but if you want to ask me anything, I'll stop there. So you can jump in. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, you said you felt like an immense and incredible piece when you came back into your body. A lot of people will say that they, uh, they have depression after that because of going from the place where it's light and there's peace and you feel no pain, like as you said, and then you come back to earth, which is heavy. Did you experience anything like that at all? Or because you knew you're, I have a purpose and I have to get to it. That didn't happen. That's what happened. Okay. It was a major driving factor to take care of myself, to learn more, to to advance because I had always kind of been in contact with like my family members who have passed before there, I have visitation. So in my dreams, I'm a prophetic dreamer, but I also have visitations. So my mom, every once in a blue moon will come and knock on the door and come through to tell me something that I need to know about my life right now. But it's rare because they know, like I, I was always one foot out the door. So they're very much like, no, she needs to be here like let her be here. <laughs> and so I'd always kind of been connected to that. So I never felt disconnected from that space. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I came back, it was more uh, like, oh, I'm on, I'm here on purpose yeah. and I need to do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now you have a second near death experience after that one. Tell us about that. So this is the one that really made me put both feet on the floor. Uh, so I, while I was healing through that last one, I, I did not get to the root cause, which was the whole point of my learning, right? Is to understand the root cause of why I was sick in the first place. 
And so I was just continuing to do certain things that were still affecting my body in really negative ways. And they're considered healthy. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was, you know, off drinking and smoking and all of these other known unhealthy things. I was eating what I thought were healthy foods and, but there was so much more to it. And so I ended up with a ruptured appendix the week after my dad died. And I mean, it was just a cascade of these symptoms, you know, losing my partner, then almost dying, then my dad dying. It was just kind of like this compact, like my body was like, okay, let's crumble. Yeah. And the the funny thing about this one was, is I actually had that sense of doom that people talk about when you're put in a, a situation that's deadly. Do you, you have that sense of doom? I actually had that this time. I was doing yoga and I felt something like it was like a pop in my right side mm -hmm. and it didn't hurt, but I just got this like, oh no, something bad just happened. And I felt it in every cell of my body. And I went and laid down for a minute and I just laid there and tried to be like perfectly still. And I knew I was like, I'm in trouble. Like something's not right. But <laughs> I had a still, I had a really big ego surrounding a bunch of different things. And so I was like, no, let me just, I'm sure it's fine. And I tried to like push past it. And then it got to the point later that night where I was crawling and heaving, dry heaving. And just like, I went to a friend's house and I was like, do you have activated charcoal? I think I need to take activated charcoal. I think I might've got food poisoning or something. And so she, she's like, will you just stay here tonight? Like stay on the couch, make sure you're okay. And I was like, that's fine. And I took the activated charcoal and nothing, you know, didn't work. And I'm throwing up in the middle of the night and she wakes up. She's like, I'm going to take you to the emergency room. And so a whole day went with me having my appendix burst. Wow. And so I get to the hospital and they, they check it and it had already ruptured. And the doctor's like, you need to go to surgery right now. And I was like, no, let's wait a little bit. I want to see if it gets better. <laughs> I don't even ask. Like I just, I had a thing at that age and so I'm laying in the hospital bed and another doctor comes in. She's like, Lynn, you're going to die very soon if you don't take care of this. And what I didn't realize is my cavity was actually, I had peritonitis. It was filling up with all the fluid. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was still like in this debate for some reason. I think maybe I was just like, oh, I'll be fine. But then I reached that, that sense of peace comes back. I'm laying in the hospital bed and all of a sudden it's euphoric. I mean, it's like what people think about being on drugs that just take you to another dimension. That is what it feels like. And I'm just laying there and I'm like, oh, okay, I can go. They said, I'll be fine. Like take me to surgery and I'm being guided. And I only hear them this time. Like I can only hear them talking to me, but the, again, they're like, Lynn, it's not time. And so I go into the surgery. And one of the most beautiful things about this moment was they showed me, I when they're wheeling me in before they put me under, there's seven of them standing around my bed and they were all just doctors, but they're like, these are earth angels. And when I look up at them, they're all smiling down at me and they are like beaming with this beautiful light. And they were explaining to me how certain people come into our lives during certain times. And it couldn't have been any other doctors than these ones who were surrounding me in that moment. Right. And I'm looking at them as I'm getting this. I have chills because it was so I do so too. As you're talking about it, I'm getting chills it's, too. So I'm like, I'm hearing this while they're all looking at me. And so I'm just like in love with them. I'm just like looking at them and I'm just like, if only you could see how beautiful you are. Like 
it was just so profound. And so when I go under, I, I continue this downloading and I get to see I'm here, up again in this spaceship again. And they, they kind of explain that to me and I can go into depth about that if you want to, but I got to see earth again. And so this is a few years later and it's looking better. It's brighter. There's more green. And I'm like, it's looking better. And they said, yes, this is why you're here. And so I look back and I'm like, does that mean I have to go back? <laughs> they said, yes, you have to go back. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm put back in. I wake up in, you know, the hospital bed and I literally, the first things that came out of my mouth were, oh shit, I need to put both feet on this floor and I need to be here. Like I need to actually commit to being here because my whole life I had been trying to check out in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that wasn't going to do me any good and it wasn't going to do anyone else any good. And I needed to commit to being here and doing what I came here to do and growing and evolving and sharing the information that I came to share. And it was that moment that I actually, I took an entire year off. I didn't work. I did. I played, I climbed, I paddleboarded. I did all these different things because I came back with this awareness that we're here to explore. We're here to, to play, to be light, to share our energy. And I was not sharing wellness with people because I wasn't stepping into who I actually was. Right. And they showed me that the, the biggest gift we can offer this world is to be the biggest and best versions of ourselves, because then we emanate that light and it is our energy that is healing. Right. So as long as you're happy and you're doing what you love, you're healing the world. You're, you're elevating the energy from that space. When you're putting yourself in situations that you don't want to be in, when you're doing work that you're just doing because you feel like you have to, that's numbing your vibration. It's lowering it, right? And so you're not, one, you're not sharing that with other people, but two, you are actually attracting what you're emanating, right? And so that was the biggest moment, this huge aha moment that I had been creating my reality to the point that I literally attracted a partner who died of the same cancer that my mom died of. Right. And so like, that is what I was emanating. I was living in fear and from fear. And so I kept attracting the same old energy that I was used to. And so when I came back in, I just had all of this information suddenly about how the, the world is, you know, the, the black and white world of you against me, all the, this mentality, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not part of that because I create my own reality and what do I want from my own reality? And I want to, you know, do this and be happy and all these things. And so that was like the biggest moment where I actually started living. I feel like that was the first moment of me actually living in this reality because I was starting to create my reality, right? And so that was like the big aha moment. And there have been moments in between where I had contemplated, like, do I actually really want to be here? Because it is, it is a much more difficult place than where I'm from, yeah. right? And we all have different origins and like, it's not so black and white the way people want to hear near-death experiences. It's not heaven or hell, you know, those are literal mindsets. Those are places that we go every single day. And so it was like, in seeing all of this, I was just like, wow, I can let go of so much resentment and so much fear because I get to, I get to cultivate what it is that I want in life. 
And that's where I just started taking off. Like everything all of a sudden was just like, got it. Boom. I know what I want to do and I'm going to do it. That's awesome. I love that. And so you actually started healing yourself because it sounds like you were very sick after your first near-death experience. So what steps did you take to start working on your own health? Because it sounds like traditional medicine was not helping you. No, not at all. I mean, I kept getting sicker as I stayed in that world when I was younger, right? And it actually started when I was, I mean, because my mom died when I was 15, I had the bigger questions already of why is this happening? Like, why are all my family members dying from all these different ailments? And so that's where my question started, right? But then when I was, I want to say 17, I had kept going to the doctor time and time again for an infection that kept coming back over and over. And every time I go, she would just be like, here's antibiotic, here's an antibiotic. You know, and growing up in the 80s and the 90s, it's like we were fed antibiotics like they were candy. Yeah. Now, we didn't have any knowing of what it was actually doing to our gut microbiome. And so I, I look back and I'm like, no wonder why I was so sick. But after the last time that she gave me this, something, I had an intuitive nudge to get online and I'm, it was AOL. It took forever to boo. I'm sure you remember that sound. Uh, yeah, I can hear it in my head now. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a whole lot on the internet, but I was like, you know, I'm going to tap into this and look up natural remedies for what I was dealing with. I had no idea why that came to me. Cause it's not like I had been in that world. I hadn't experienced anything, but it felt like a download. And so I looked it up and sure enough, I find a natural solution for this infection. I do what it says to do. It was gone in two days and never came back. And that for me was like the, there is something so much more. And then I got rid of my asthma, which I was told you're going to have to use an inhaler the rest of your life or all these things. And I got rid of it within weeks of understanding that there was a root cause to that. Wow. Yeah. And so that's where it started. But then it was after my my second near-death experience, the last one, where I understood that there was a root cause to illness. And that's where I actually started diving into functional medicine because the amount of antibiotics that I was on from that hospital stay was insane. And it stripped my gut microbiome so much that I could barely eat two foods. Like I was in really bad shape. I had histamine issues, so many food intolerances, migraines, it turned into a lot of hormonal imbalances and everything just kind of intensified after that. And so that was the point where I started diving into functional medicine and actually figuring out like, oh my God, there are literally like three root causes of illness. And when we can tap into those, we can heal our body and it's in healing your body, the actually understanding that we, this vessel is our transportation through this life. Like you're not your body, you're a soul who is using this as a vehicle, mm -hmm. right? And so it needs its own fixing, right? Like it's like going to taking your car to a body shop. It's the same thing. You have to give it the right feel and you have to give, you know, get it checked up every once in a while, change the tires, all these things. And I was shown like your body needs these things. And the way that you guys are living is literally considered suicide because we are slowly killing ourselves by how we eat, the activities, all these things that we do. And so I started diving into functional medicine and just finding all these missing pieces. And through my own trial and error, I started helping my clients with these different symptoms, especially in the world of mental health because so many people have mental disorders 
And we know through so many now scientific research that a lot of what happens in our brain is from our gut, right? But yet we're still trying to treat mental illness from a perspective of neurological conditions. And so I just started diving in and getting myself to a place of peace and ease on a regular basis was huge. I remember figuring out a missing piece for what was happening. And for the first time in my life, I was sitting there and I was calm and I didn't have anxiety and I was happy and it lasted for a long time. And I was like, is this how I'm supposed to feel on a regular basis? Like, this is my normal. I spent my whole life in the fight or flight. And that was like the big aha moment for me. And then I learned how to trigger it, how to make it come back and how to take it back. Right. And so I started helping my clients with the same thing. And it turned into so much research, which is now turning into a documentary. Um, it's tapping into the prison population and, you know, the aggression and the behavioral conditions and how it's linked to everything that, that we're talking about. And so it's been really profound. So I was my first trial and error before I was able to offer it to anyone. That's really interesting. And it would be interesting as a teacher to know a lot of the behaviors that we're seeing in classrooms now, why that's happening, because there's no coincidence in that. If the kids haven't really changed, but the behaviors have definitely changed. But I, I definitely think there's a correlation between, you know, the things they eat. That's gotten a lot worse. Too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm actually making a course right now for people. And it's literally $50 for the course because I want people to have access to this. And literally the thing that I was writing right before our interview was about children and how they, why they have so many attention di disorders of a bunch of different kinds in school. And it's linked. I talk about exactly what it's linked to and how parents can actually stop it in its track so simply because it is, it is actually a really simple thing. Our bodies are not as complicated as we think. Yes, they, they have a lot going on in them, but there are certain things that we can do that de-escalate so many of the symptoms like so quickly. It's ridiculous how, how easy it can be yet also super complicated. Do you find that having your, you know, intuition and, and the gifts that you have supernaturally really help you in working with clients? Are you able to tap into what's going on with them a lot faster because you, oh, yeah. you have those abilities? Oh, yes. I mean, and that can go two different ways, right? I can, when a person walks up to me, one, I can, it's like almost like I am, like I'm doing an examination of them. Like my eyes will just run down their entire body and I'll be able to see their composition. And I can tell you like certain conditions that they have just based off of their body composition. But two, I've also been that person where I can tell like if there are certain diseases that people have that they're not aware of just by feeling it, right? Or people who'd walk up to me with their partners and things that I don't really care to know, like how long they're going to be together. And, yeah. and it's just like, I don't need to know this stuff, right? But it does help in the, in the grand scheme of my practice of I know what people need. And I can give, I can give them the information and it's up to them to, to take it or leave it. That would be super beneficial um, for your clients, especially that you had that ability to be able to tailor it so completely to that person. I have a question for you because I've had yeah. a lot of listeners reach out to me and they keep asking me, it's a lot of my listeners are women 
and they're my age or a little bit older. And so they're going through menopause or perimenopause and it's causing a lot of like hormonal imbalance issues and different things going on. Is that something that can be fixed through like naturally and not yes. through, you know, drugs and everything else that Dr. Oh, yeah. described? So the, the big thing is a lot of Eastern cultures, they laugh at the idea that we have menopause because they don't have symptoms like we do here. Right. And there are literally such just like a handful of things that women can do that would shift the trajectory of their menopausal experiences. And I mean, for myself, I had endometriosis. Like that's, that's one of the things where people are like, oh, well, you're just going to have to deal with this. Like that's just either have it taken out or, and a lot of people who do it ends up coming back hormonal disturbances in general, everything comes back to one root cause, right? And when you can uncover all of this and understand your body, you don't have to deal with these symptoms. I mean, I have a lot of clients. I actually have one who's in her seventies and kept having reoccurring breast cancer, you know, because her hormones were so out of whack. And I gave her two tips and I was like, just do me a favor, do these two things has not come back in years. Like it's, you know, it's, it's really profound. And, and for me, I, I don't try to demean any other systems because they don't know they're, they're going off of what they're educated on. You know, and I always like to remind people, doctors aren't smart. They're trained. They're trained to prescribe. They're trained to look for certain things. They're not trained to find the root cause. So that's why they don't help people, right? They're trained to find symptoms and give prescriptions or cut it out. And I, you can't blame the medical system because that's how they're taught, right? But we are waking up and understanding that we need to go to the root if you want to get better. Because the reality is you can continue going to your GP or whatever you're choosing to and, and not get better <laughs> and not get better. But then what's going to, what is your life going to be like 10 years from now? Are you going to be happy with the person even five years from now? Are you going to be happy with the way your life is going if this stays the same or if it starts progressing? And that's a big question that people need to ask themselves and to take the time to learn about their body and how things function and get things in order so you can live a happy life without going through those hot flashes or night sweats and all these ups and downs, these mood swings, because endometriosis is very similar to what women go through in menopause. Right. And so I know those symptoms and ooh, like, I mean, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to take myself out because I would get so depressed from it from, you know, time to time. And so I get it, but no, you don't have to go through those issues. And you mentioned that you, so you had someone who's coming to you with breast cancer. My mom passed away from cancer two years ago. And through that whole experience, like I was very disheartened and disillusioned by the traditional medical treatment. It was worse than the actual cancer. Exactly. And actually what I think ended up killing her was the chemotherapy. Yeah. But um, do you find, have you had other clients who have come to you with maybe later stages of cancer that you were able to work with them and get their bodies back functioning so that they were able to fight off the cancer? So yes. And one of, I'll get a little bit personal here because one of the people was my partner who passed away from colon cancer and there there's, it's a two-sided story. So she had colon cancer and it was very far advanced. It was stage four. And I was helping her at the beginning and she was getting better and better. 
and better. And as she got better, I was getting worse. There was like some spiritual dynamic between her and I that (laughs) we couldn't be here at the, on the same planet at the same time. We had a really great connection. And I think there was just something there. Right. And so the, the bigger thing though, is she was getting better and she had bowel issues her entire life. She said that she literally never remembered having a normal bowel movement her entire existence. Okay. And I got her to the point where she had her first normal bowel movement Mm -hmm. and she was just like blown away. She was feeling so good. She had never felt so good in her life. However, there was a lot of things that went on between her and her family and our connection that she had a lot of things to work through with them. And her whole life was spent, how do I please my family? And that started coming up for her and it triggered her to where she, she didn't want to be here anymore. It was too much for her to follow her happiness. If that meant that her family was going to disapprove in any kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so one day she looked at me and she's like, I'm just going to keep doing things the way that I was doing them before. And it was that moment I saw her soul leave her body at that second. I knew that that was her saying, I don't want to be here. And I literally saw a detachment of her, her soul. And so, yes, have I, was she getting so much better and did everything literally like shrink down? Everything was, it was doing so well, but it was in that moment that I realized like, oh, I don't have control over what people decide. Yeah. And so I like, it comes back to that. Yes, I can give people the tools but there's a, there's a bigger thing going on behind the scenes, if they're actually really wanting to stay here or not. And I think that is the determining factor of people getting better or. Yeah, I believe that. I absolutely believe that because the whole time that my mom was fighting, she would go back and forth between I'm going to beat this and then I'm not going to make it. And it was constantly back and forth. And then when the, the physicians, they're like, you don't have any time, then she just completely shut down and what she would, if somebody said that to you, Mm, that just gave me chills. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. I think people need to remember the power of our mind Mm -hmm. and the, the words that doctor feed their patients can be either the most healing thing or the most detrimental thing to their health. Because I mean, I, there's a, I'll quick I'll give you a quick story. A guy who was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and the doctor said, you have four months to live, go home, take care of your finances, do whatever you need with your family. So the guy listened, went home, did everything he needed to do. Four months later to the date, he died. And the doctors came and read, found out that they read the charts wrong and that guy didn't even have cancer they had just read the charts wrong and told him this. And that guy believed it so strongly that he followed into that, that path of just, this is what you believe. And we really do create with such strong, when we have such strong feelings around something, Mm -hmm. we believe it and it becomes our reality. And doctors are doing this all the time. That's not just like a one and done. Like that happens all the times. People misread charts all the time and they find patients will take on symptoms of the misdiagnosis and then after they find out that they don't actually have it, they're like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Right? Like yeah. a lot of illness is mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so sense too. Yeah. It definitely does make sense. Even when they tell you, you know, your possible side effect could be this or it could be that or it could be, you know, even I feel like 
that has a really big effect too. Like people sometimes say, oh, well, I am definitely going to get this because that's what they said could happen. Or I've seen that happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's the placebo effect too, right? The placebo, like so many people who take placebos and get better when they're taking literally <laughs> sugar pills. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's really, really interesting. So how do you work with people? I know you said you have the one course that's $50 that shows people how they can help with the attention problems they're seeing in their kids. Um, what else are you offering right now for people? Yeah. So let me explain the course a little bit more because it is everything a person needs to understand the root cause of all illness and mental health disorders. It's across the board. I talk about the functions of the bodies, the cellular functioning, the liver, every organ that you need to pay attention to and how it works. And then we dive into the different elements and conditions and mental health disorders and unpack it so people understand why these things are happening. And we go through all of the different diets and things that you can try. And I give them the tips alone is worth the $50. So when I work one-on-one -on -one with a client, it would usually cost $3,000 because of all the testing. And I was like, the people who, who really need this, they're not going to be able to afford that. How can I get this to everyone across the world without having to, you know, having them pay this? And so I figured out all the ways to even bypass testing to figure out this is how you can understand like what's actually happening and how you can get this, these numbers without having to do a thousand dollar test panel. And so this course literally runs through everything. It's 15 years of education, 15 years of research. And, you know, it's like a $3,000 product for 50 bucks. And so if you have a chronic condition of any kind, or you know someone who does this course is going to walk you through why this is happening, why so many people are sick. And so I highly recommend that. I, I do still offer one-on-one -on -one, uh, mindset coaching and that's on my website as well. But other than that, I'm not doing the functional medicine one-on-one -on -one anymore because I created something for people that take so easily and it's $50. So nobody has an excuse, right? It's like, oh, I want to, I want to know myself better 50 bucks. I mean, even if I take like away one, okay. it's like paying exactly. for your doctor. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm, that's the way that I'm working with people. You, you can still sign up. I do encourage people to do a mindset coaching session as well because it really, it'll help you tap into actually getting better because you mindset is 90% of healing. If you don't have the mindset to do it, your chances are you're going to fail. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So those are the two ways and it's on my website, which is www.lenrivers.com and it's L I N N, which I'm sure you'll pop on there, but yeah, that's the way. Awesome. And we'll have the link in the show notes too. So if you guys are listening and you're driving, don't worry about it. Come back to it later and you can click on the link and get right to it. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's not always easy to talk about uh, personal experiences, especially when they're opening you up to psychic abilities and gifts that you have. A lot of people don't necessarily want to share that, but I know um, you said that was part of your purpose was to come here and to help others and to share. So I really appreciate you being willing to come on the show and talk to us about it and and also just what you're doing and trying to help people heal because um, watching my mom go through her illness and how awful it was, it's nice to know there are people out there who are giving you hope and giving you other ways to battle not battle, but really overcome because it's, you're basically rebuilding your body. Like you exactly. said that you had to do with yourself. So I, I really appreciate you being here today and sharing with us. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, thank you. And I want to thank you guys for being here with us today as well. I highly encourage you to go and check out Lynn's website, especially if that course is only $50. I mean, that's an amazing thing. 15 years of education that has been done for you. And all you have to do is go and sign up. So go check that out. And if you like this podcast, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share it with anyone you think might benefit. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can see the video of this interview and you can sign up for free. There's a seven day free trial. If you like it, great. If not, no obligation to stay. I hope you guys have a beautiful and amazing week. I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.